Hey guys, it's your girl Bree. Welcome to It's Black and White. If it's your first time, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to click the link and hear me out or hear God out for that matter. Um, if it's not your first time, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Today, um, I'm going to be giving the word, of course, um, but it's very sensitive this time. So I really wanted to take my time. Um, Today, God is saying it doesn't matter how bad it is. He forgives you. So because it's so sensitive, uh, this topic is so sensitive, I will be reading verbatim what God said to me um, when I was studying this word. Um, As I read, if God drops something else while I read, I'll be sure to share that with you. But as far as I know... I'm just going to be reading um, what I had typed up a few days ago when I was studying this. And uh, the scripture today would be Joel. So we're going to be in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading that. I did want to share with you guys. I don't know what's going on. I have been breathing very hard don't know what's up don't know if it's allergy based or what but you know whatever it is um I just pray you look over that I'm gonna look over it because this is a very important word and God needs it to be released okay so again I'm gonna be in Joel chapter 2 verses 12 through 14 so the title the subtitle of Uh, these verses is a call to repentance okay this in verse 12 reads this is why the lord says turn to me now while while there is time give me your hearts come with fasting weeping and mourning don't tear your clothing in your grief but tear your hearts instead return to the lord your god For he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows, perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of a curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer a grain, offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. So... Clearly, God is saying that um, I wanted to, well, let me read, uh, explain the verses first, and then I'll read what he said. So verse 12, God is saying, now is the time. He doesn't want you or anyone, for that matter, to wait anymore. He wants you to come to him and repent. He wants you to give him your heart. He says, come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Fasting is a really serious um, sacrifice. Is to me, it's a very serious way of killing your flesh. It's really you submitting to God and just, I mean, people have different reasons for it, but I mean, you denying yourself for God is significant. So that is what he is saying is come with fasting, um, come with weeping. Um, when people are usually have done something really terrible, God wants you to really 
open up to him and let those emotions flow. Like, not be kind of prideful about it, but really cry. Humble yourself. It takes a humble person, from I know, if you're not talking about actors and people who just know how to make themselves cry or people who like to cry for attention. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who are really like, oh my gosh, I messed up. I'm so sorry. This is what, this is the position we need to be in for God. Like, God, I'm so sorry for what I've done, okay? So weeping and mourning. Um, mourning is kind of like the what, what comes to me, like to my mind, what I believe is what God is saying is like, you're really in sorrow. Like, you really feel bad. Like, and that is the moment. In that moment, in that feeling is when you like, I don't, this is not worth it. That, I feel like when those moments, um, for this verse at least, you're thinking about it and it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to sin anymore. I don't, I don't want to disappoint God anymore. That is what he's wanting from us. Okay. In verse 13, it says, don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. So back then when when people would repent, um, when people were grieving, when people were hurting, they would like tear their clothes, right? It's a sign of like <sighs> grief, right? Um, and so what God is saying, like, don't front. Now I'm saying not saying these people were fronting, but God isn't really wanting it to be a uh on display. He wanted to be something really deep and intimate, something from the heart, which is why he is saying, tear your heart instead. So I know there there could be the potential, because I used to do that before I knew God, I would cry. Oh my gosh, I sinned, God. I said, I promised you I wasn't going to do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just to turn back to it. So it was kind of like an emotional thing. It's just my emotions, just what I felt at the time. Maybe it was guilt. Thinking about it, it was probably just me feeling guilty. Sometimes when we commit a sin and we know we shouldn't have done it, we run to God. We read the Bible from out of guilt instead of running to God because we want to change. Like, there's a difference. I don't know how to break it down more than that. I would ask you to, you know, see what God says to you. If this is a word for you, see what God says to you about that. But it has to be a heart thing. When I cried out to God that day, um, I think it was February of 2019. Like, I knew that something shifted because it was from the heart. I was really done with with it all and I never looked back since then so that is what he wants is something from the heart I hope that makes sense so he says return to the Lord your God for he is merciful and compassionate God has mercy every single day our mercy or his mercy is renewed every single day he knows that we cannot get it right without him he does not expect you to be perfect if if you believe that being a Christian means you just don't sin that's not true that is not true I mean you could be the best looking Christian ever the best uh person who represents God in the very best way it doesn't mean that you don't sin because none of us are Jesus none of us is Jesus none of us so (laughs) of course you know we fall short God knows that But what he is saying is he's merciful 
and he's compassionate. So he understands. That is why Jesus died for me. That is why Jesus died for you or whoever, whoever else you know. So we have to actually accept the sacrifice that God made for us. Accept uh, Jesus' willingness to fulfill God's will for us. We have to accept that and not try to do this on our own. God is not asking you to do this on your own. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to turn to him and he helps you. He guides you. He shows you what to do. He gives you supernatural strength to turn your heart because guys, I've not gone back to homosexuality. I've not gone back to um pornography or masturbation even on my worst days. I've not gone back. I have no desire to because I've given my heart to God. I literally tore my heart for God. Like I was just done with that. Um, um, I think I hear God saying like when he says tear your heart. Instead it's like tearing your love for that sin. Tearing your love for whatever that thing is that is either pleasing your flesh or that thing that you feel like you can't stop doing whatever it is so I literally just just heard that so um what are you saying okay yes he's slow this is still verse 13 he is slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love God loves you okay slow to get angry. I feel like those things are kind of self-explanatory, so I won't break that down too much. Um, The last uh, part of 13 says, he is eager to relent and not punish. He's willing, like, I think sometimes we, um, let me just finish 14 and then I'll come back. And then it says, Verse 14 says, who knows, perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of a curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the to your Lord as before. So I had to Google it because I have never used the word reprieve before. And it means to cancel punishments. So a lot of us feel like or may feel like we've done so much wrong. We've done um, so much in the past or even now, like in the present, even like right now, we're still, we still feel bound at something that we're doing and we don't, we're afraid to say that to God. We're afraid of what's going to happen afterwards. But God is saying like, he, he's even willing to not punish you. He's willing to bless you instead because he just wants you. Okay. So... Those are what the scripture um, means to me. I definitely encourage you guys to go back and read it and see what God reveals to you in that reading, like customly, like what he has to say to you. Um, This is also something he is saying, so I'm about to just read it. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to start. So it says, or what God is saying, um, is being proud that separates us from having a relationship with God. Feeling like you don't need God's help because you make sacrifices like reading scriptures, tithing, listening to the uh, listening to sermons, 
um, singing gospel songs, using your spiritual gifts. So you assume that your sin or sins are automatically forgiven. Or maybe you just can't fix your mouth to pray and repent because what you did was too shameful to you. It's easier to keep tucking that sin in the back of your head. But God is saying he wants you to come to him. He is saying give him that thing or those things. Whether it's pornography, homosexuality, perversion, molestation. Whether you molested someone or you were molested. Murdering, um, incest. Whether you participating in that willingly or unwillingly. Whatever it is, um, God said he had to name the uncomfortable things because God doesn't want you to be ashamed anymore. He wants you to be free. He says, even if it's something you know is wrong, but you like it, your flesh likes it. Be open to him. Be real with him. Talk to him. You, uh, sorry, guys, you have to fix your mouth to confess it to him without pride but really feeling the sorrow of the sin recognizing it was wrong and then turn away make up in your mind that you do not want to do this anymore ask God to heal you because he's more than willing our God is a gentleman he isn't going to force anything on you or manipulate you he's not going to shame you he's not going to condemn you he wants you to see him as the one who truly loves you that one who really wants you flaws and awe so i want to make a point god wants you to come as you are sometimes we feel like we have to get ourselves ready like oh we got to get presentable for god i got to make sure that i haven't done this sin in a while i got to make sure i didn't masturbate i got to make sure i i um get the proper clothes i gotta make sure i'm done with this dude or i gotta make sure i'm done with this specific type of drug like i gotta get free from this first and then i'm gonna come to god god is saying no come as you are come as you are own the the shortcomings own your struggles so that he can free you from it because when you own it and you recognize like okay i'm having trouble with pornography God, I need you to deliver me from the addiction of pornography. And he'll do it. Not, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. I'm not even going to waste time. I'm not going to tell God because I know he doesn't like it. And I don't want it. I don't want him to feel bad. I don't want him to be disappointed. I'm going to just do this on my own because I know I could do it. I'm going to stop. No, that is a lie from the pit. Because I can guarantee you more than likely, right? More than likely, because I've done this for years. It's this cycle that keeps happening. Maybe you haven't watched pornography in like a year. Maybe, right? Maybe it's been a long time, but it doesn't mean that it's gone. All it takes is one trigger and then you probably will fall again. But God wants you to give it to him, completely rid it, rid it. Uh, from you like he wants to rid it from you so then that whole temptation thing it wouldn't even take place like I said for myself I have been in uh, a struggle of pornography since I was like 12 from 12 to last year was was it last year 
this is 2020, 19, yeah, February 2019, and last year before my birthday, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do the math real quick, so I'm turning, I'm 28 now, I was 27, so from 12, from age 12 to 27, it was a cycle, and I've, I've gone like maybe a couple of years straight without watching it, without having a desire, but it popped back up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that's what God is saying. Come to him, flaws and all. Um, so God's, I'm going back to the uh, reading. So God's not ashamed of the sin as much as he is ashamed of the sin or sins that are creating a wedge between you two. So meaning God is waiting for you to turn back to him. When we have... Um, now I'm not reading. Hold on, I'm making a point real quick. When you sin and you continue to sin, those sins begin to make wedges. Like it creates a wedge between you and God. No, it does not separate you from the love of God. God's love for you never changes. He's always going to love you. But what I'm saying is your relationship, your relationship with him, it the sin becomes a a wedge in that relationship. So it's like you guys are further and further. Like the way that God is saying it right now, what I hear is like, imagine you being in a relationship with someone. Uh, A marriage. Yes, let's keep it holy. You are in a marriage with your spouse. Your spouse keeps cheating on you. Your spouse keeps stepping out on the marriage. Like it's not going to be all hunky-dory all the time. You're going to get hurt, right? It's going to create distance, right? You may still love your husband or you may still love your wife, but if they keep stepping out on you over and over and over again, it creates this this distance. You know what I mean? It's not as intimate anymore. There's like, where's the trust and that type of thing. That is that is what he is saying. And he doesn't want that, okay? Um He is waiting for you to turn back to him. His arms are open for you right now. Right now, his arms are open for you. He just needs you to cry out to him. Okay? And if it makes you feel better, I'm back to reading, y'all. And if it makes you feel better, there is literally nothing you have done that hasn't been done by someone else. I don't care how crazy or how bad bad or how shameful how embarrassing it is like it does not matter there are people who have sex with animals there are people who touch little kids and they really may have a mental illness and just to be real they may like that type of stuff very well they may like that type of stuff it is something we don't like to talk about it is something that all of us look and we kind of like oh my gosh that is just terrible but the truth of the matter is, it's not the person. It's a spirit. It's a struggle. And that person needs deliverance. So we shouldn't, and I'm not condoning it. God's not condoning it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have to be real and understand that there are some real struggles out there that people need help with. And the reason why they can't get help is because of what I just said. How we just like, oh my gosh, that is just so, ugh, how could you? That type of shame, nobody's going to want to come out and admit anything. No one's going to, how, how is anybody going to get help if we're just shaming people all the time? That's not God. What it is, is it's a spiritual thing and that person needs help. 
That's all it is. That person needs help so they can be free. So that is what God is saying. There's nothing that you have done that has not been done before. It is not unordinary for God. It's not going to take God by surprise. God has seen you do it. He he was there when you committed the sin. So it's not a surprise. He isn't going to send you straight to hell or he's going to kill you on the spot. No. He wants his son. He wants his daughter back. He just wants you back. He just wants you back. All of you. And I'm what I'm saying, all of you, I don't mean like everybody. Yes, he wants everybody. But when I say all of you, I mean every piece of you. He wants your mind. He wants your heart. He wants your emotions. He wants your soul. He wants every part of you. He wants you to give him even your ugly ugly things that you don't want to admit to maybe you've been molested as a child maybe you were uncovered maybe because your parents couldn't protect you you can't even imagine how God can protect you you've always had to protect yourself God is saying he give it to him he will heal you he will free you in the most loving and in the most gentle way in the most gentle way. He just needs you to say it. Don't be ashamed of it anymore. Just say it. Okay? So that's all that I have. That's all he gave me. I um, If you have a prayer request, right? And sometimes it's easier to confess it to somebody else as well. Because it's good to have that accountability um, that's what I did too. I confessed it to God. I also confessed my sins to, um, a woman who was my mentor at the time. And it really helps like healing comes for, uh, forth. So I wanted to say, if you guys want to just confess your sins to me, even like, cause I don't know you, you know what I mean? You can, if you feel like you need to just even make a fake email and just email me, whatever you have to do. I personally would not judge you and I'm not going to share your business with anybody. (laughs) I just wouldn't because I understand like I just want God's God's will to be fulfilled. That is all that I'm concerned about. There's nothing that anyone can say to me that would have me like, oh my gosh, that is just crazy. Trust me, there's nothing that anyone can say to me to have me like, (sighs) because all I see is if you take that step forward and you recognize that it's wrong, I, I commend you for that. Like, seriously, I would, I would hold your hand in that and support you in that, um, in whatever way that God would lead me to. So I wouldn't like report you to anybody or anything like that. I don't have a license or anything like that. All I would do is just pray for you. I would agree with you in prayer. So I'll have my email in the link um, or in the description box, I should say. Um, I also encourage you to share this message to someone. Maybe you've already done the, the work and this isn't new for you. This isn't a word for you. But maybe you know someone who may have needed to hear God actually say all of this. Um, go ahead and share this as well. Um, he, this is just something that's heavy on God's heart and the enemy's been really, really going hard with having people keep secrets. 
keep their own secrets. But that's not it. That's that's not what God wants. He needs all of his he needs his children to know the truth that he really loves you. And he just he's waiting. He wants you, okay? So to keep it black and white, God just wants you to confess your sins so he can heal you. He has nothing but goodness for you because he is a loving father. He is a loving father. So I love you guys. Be encouraged. Just know um, God loves you. He loves you the way that you are. And you know why? Sometimes we're like, how could God love somebody like me? I've done all this nasty stuff. I've I've done so much like mean things to people. I've I've done the craziest things. How could God love somebody like me? And the reason is is because God sees you past all of that. That's how beautiful he is. He doesn't care. Like, okay, I see he sees where you are now, but he also sees who you're going to be. You're not going to always be this person. You know, and and then, you know, there's some people who go the complete opposite way. They just never really turn to God. He still loves them, too, because they're we're still his children. But I just want you to know if you've been kind of contemplating like you're in between, like, I don't really know which way to go. Um, just know, like, if you choose God, you will never regret it. You will never regret it. It is time to be free. It is time to cut those chains off and tell the enemy, like, I'm not going to be your prisoner anymore. Okay, so that's all I have to say. I'm going to have a prayer up next. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.